When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on everyone? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scars, Ecarus FC, and for the culture. This is your host, Elliot Barr, and joining me as always is my good man, Shanir Duran II. Um, and this is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to be recording this show live in front of a lot of drunk kickers fans. We were supposed to have beer in our hands at Bingo after I probably got humiliated. At the uh, front office of Red Army game, I guaranteed I was going to slide tackle somebody just for the hell of it. Yeah, just because. It was going to happen. Um, so, yeah. So, instead of recording it at Bingo, we are recording this at my home office. Because, um, you know, quarantines and stuff, I think that's how it work. You have to only be around people that... In small groups. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Three feet? Yeah. Th- I don't know. Just, Yeah. Um, but we're, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the, uh, schedule, well, the schedule that we thought was going to happen, um, you know, roster additions, things of that nature. So, um, as always, sit back, kick back and enjoy, um, but talk about the schedule, well, not even talk about the schedule, talk about this whole situation. Um, on a very serious note, there is a lot of fear, there is a lot of panic going around, we totally understand it, we totally get it, um, it's the fear and the unknown. None of us know what this is going to happen. Yeah. None of us know how this got started. Um, you know, some people deal with it in different ways. Some people deal with it in laughter. Some people deal with it in buying 60 rolls of toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> um, but whatever happens, um, I think we all just need to, you know, be remindful remind of um, the people in our life that this may affect the most. Um you know, reach out to those that that are very concerned about this. Um, I think, like, for me, for instance, I've reached out to uh, Charles and Scott Lewis. I know you reached out to people. Yeah. Um, like, even when school got closed there, I know that I'm good, like, financially-wise, you know, because I know I'm still going to get paid and everything. But, like, yeah. the, I reached out to you immediately. It was like, yo, how is this going to affect you? Yeah. Um, the... That's that I feel is the biggest issue that a lot of people are dealing with is the financial ramifications of this. Is basically, what am I gonna do to put food on the table? Because regardless of whether there's something going on out there, mortgage is still due, rent is still due, yeah. bills are still due. Yeah, it's still and, due. At the end of the day, and it is a real thing that some people have to worry about. It's a real thing that you know we have to think about. Um, you know. So like we said, it's scary. Um, is it is nerve wracking? It's okay to have those fears if you have them. You know, talk to someone that you trust. Um, get the facts. Get the correct information. Um, 
obviously, like, I think our moms have both probably told us, wash your butt, wash your hands, <laughs> um, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, stay safe. And please, 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 I cannot stress this more than enough, but if the CDC is telling us, like, hey, look, social distancing, don't put yourself in unnecessary situations. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, follow along. Yeah. It's for a reason. You know, they're trying to... No one knows. Um, I talked to a couple of my alpha brothers that are doctors, and it was just like, yo, like, none of us really know. We all have our guests. We all have our little conspiracy theories. But, you know, just, you know, be smart in this situation. Yeah. So I mean, the the basic thing is that there's no autoimmunity to this. This is such a new thing. There's, the human body doesn't have an immunity to this thing, and that's why... Is going around so rampantly. There's nobody who's immune to this. Yeah, it's but, gonna hit you if it's if it gets in contact with you. Yeah. And that's why you, everyone needs to make sure they stay safe. Yeah, and I will say this: um, this is not soccer related, but it took coronavirus to get Vince Carter to retire from the NBA. That that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it took that to yeah. get Vince Carter retired so, from the NBA. He should have been hanging them. Sneakers up a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. But I found out he was playing in Atlanta. I was like, wait, he's still around. <laughs> Thought he was gone. Thought yeah. we got rid of this situation. Um, but yeah, without that being said, we're gonna dive right into this possible schedule. So what was supposed to happen, um, for those of all know that follow us on social media, by the way, follow us on social media, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Um, it's River City93 is the same hashtag. By the way, if you're listening, go on, give us a like, review, and subscribe. On your favorite podcatcher, it helps us out, um, and who knows, we might possibly start reading off some of the good reviews that we get. It'd be great. <laughs> um, so wow, yeah, we were doing the countdown and everything. I think we got on today seventeen, and right now it's just the uh, you know two black guys with the shoulder shrug, like, hey, we don't know when the Henry Darby is going to be. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be March twenty eighth. It was supposed to be forward Madison. I think there was a real excitement around the game. There was, there um, was. I know I was excited. Yeah, and. I mean, we, we're going to get a little bit later into what our team predictions are going to be and what they would have been. Um, but I think right now with the league closing down, um, Jeff Reuter just put out a tweet um, about how CDC is, I think, CDC is asking most leagues or most big gatherings to close down for uh, eight weeks. So I think MLS is going to push back. Because I think they were supposed to come back today for training. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to push back another week. Um, yeah. Also, I think... I mean, honestly... And I'm going to read the tweet to you right now. We'll also put it on our links below. Um, don't be surprised. This is from Jeff Ruder. Don't be surprised if the league soon adjusts their uh, suspension timelines to the eight-week CDC guideline. The USL is actively communicating with clubs and other stakeholders per sources. There should be updates on both championship and league one soon. As far as for MLS, uh, clubs will be suspending training th- throughout at least Friday. Multiple sources tell the Athletic the league previously announced a pause through today. So I think what's going to happen for USL League One, I think, um, I think we're going to start it back up in May because I don't, I, I don't see no way we come back in April. Because I, I, yeah, I, and this is just me. I think you're going to have to give teams at least a preseason game or two. Yeah, because if they're, if they're going to be going no practices for a good two three weeks, yeah, you're looking yeah. at putting a whole bunch of pros on the field on the field, cold <laughs> turkey, 
that's going to be injuries galore. Somebody's right. pulling the ACL. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that's pulling the ACL. Someone's pulling something. If they have a montage of the first week of USL, they may as well put it to let the bodies hit the floor because yeah. it's going to be injury after injury. <laughs> Cramp. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think I think we can come back May. Um, I, I think it works perfectly for USL League One. I, now the championship, I think there are 17 teams in the East and 18 in the West. I might have the numbers mm-hmm. mixed up a little bit. Um, so it might be a little bit harder for them. MLS, you know, they're kind of in the same boat. But I think USL League One, I think it works perfectly because you have the right number of teams. Yeah. So I think what will happen is I think they'll get rid of the three game series and just go home and away. Yes. Um, I think we will get a revised schedule for that situation. Do you think playoffs will change at all? Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I I think they you, will be pushing back the end of the season. So I think they wouldn't mind going deep into November. Yeah, because right now I think. I think right now the season's technically, if we start in March 20th, I think the season's supposed to end right around October. I think what's yeah. going to happen is I think we push it back, and I think we the season for us might end mid-November, right? Like, I don't think we hit Thanksgiving break. Yeah, I, think I, think we, I think we go to, like, first. According to what the schedule says, it, our last game would have been October 2nd. So that gives that would have given us Yeah, so I think we end – I think – if the, the season starts May, probably I think would have been in November, early yeah, November. I think but we would have gone in early November. We might end up with a, with a final in early December, or they might kind of cram them a little bit. Yeah, more. I, think you, I think you might cram a little bit more. Um, I mean, right now, all, all this is speculation. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything, and if we do, we'll make sure to share it with you guys, as we always do. Um, we try to be correct in our reporting, you know, try, try to be clickbaitish or some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a whole bunch of that going on now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, none of us know. The schedule thing is all going to be mixed up. Uh, we are going to have uh, Ira Jersey. I was about to call him Ira Jersey. Did you hear? <laughs> so uh, the hit, the who gives a who guys. I can't think of the guy's name, but he didn't know how to say Ira Jersey's name. So now he called him Ira. Ira. I think it was that. So now every time I see Ira's name, I want to call him Ira for some reason. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to call him that. Um, but we're going to have him on the show on uh, Tuesday. Um, we're going to do like a special midweek pod because obviously we don't have games to record. Yeah. Um, and he's going to come out here going to talk about the finances of the league, how this is going to impact League One teams. Uh, I am glad that the league just went on and decided not to try to play games behind closed doors. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that doesn't really help much. First of all, no one wants to see pickup soccer. No. <laughs> if I want to see the actors, go watch CBSA. I don't want to watch pickup soccer. It would have been boring. Yeah, no one wants to watch it. Um, so, I, and I also I don't think it's financially smart for clubs like in the USL League One or Championship. I think MLS teams could kind of get away with it, or playing behind closed doors if they had to, but. It's better just, you know, not knowing the ramifications of what this could have. I think it's better just to shut stuff down. Yeah, Italian League there. tried it. I don't think anyone else really did try it. I mean, Europa, I think uh, they tried it. Yeah, Europa it just, had it. I know Brazil today, um, Guillermo played a game behind closed doors. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Man United, Europa League's game was behind closed doors. 
Arsenal's Europa League game was behind closed doors. France, yeah. France, France and Spain. No, France is behind closed doors. Spain, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean. It doesn't work. But league, obviously. And this is the thing about us being a League One team. We can't play behind closed doors because most of our revenue comes from game day sales. Exactly. You know, us selling tickets, us going in this uh, thing and buying beer and things like that. Those clubs get supported through like sponsorships or TV money. So we yeah. already got the bulk of that money already there. Yeah, they're not really caring about you know TV revenue. So it's smart all around. Um, yeah. So I do you? How do you think this guys will play out? I don't know. I mean, it's like you said. So far, when you look at the kicker's website, the first three games are TBD. And the first game where there's the schedule is still set is Saturday, April eighteenth against Greenville. Yeah. But that That's, seems a bit soon. Yeah. With the way things are going with um with this with this virus, it it's, it seems a bit soon with all of the all of the precautions that government is taking. It seems a bit soon. I would say maybe May, beginning of May. Yeah, I think May is my earliest bet. Um. I did see the tweet from um, U.S. Soccer about them postponing the U.S. Because what was supposed to happen at 24th, we were going to watch, me and you together, we were going to watch Virginia United versus Christos, Christos to see who we played the U.S. Open Cup of the eighth. Yeah. And, you know, it. I think this is the most hype I've had for a kicker season. A lot, not only because of the new head coach, new players coming in, but just because of how the schedule set up for us. Exactly. We had very exciting games. We had Ford. Um, we were going to go to New England, not physically, but the team was going to go to New England. We was going to get to see Joe Rice play. Possibly, he was. Pro- I think he would have been the starter. Go yeah, I, there. I think he definitely uh, would be the starter. And then the eighth, we would have came back and we would have had the U.S. Open, which probably would have been a great environment. Um, so it, it would have been interesting to see. Yeah, the first three games would have been, you know, yeah, they all would have been interesting already. First yeah. off the off the top, but you have the schedule, all right? Yeah. So who would have been our first five? Our I, first five. I, yeah. So so after those three, it would have been Greenville, away to Chattanooga. Oh, that's right. Because Chattanooga, we were supposed to open up the stadium with them. Well, yeah. they're a legend stadium that open no one has seen pictures of. I think oh. that's a tax write-off. I honestly don't think they can have a good stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any kind of development. <laughs> I think it's a tax write-off. Oh, goodness. Chattanooga ain't filed a taxes yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean, you would have had Greenville the, the the best independent team, I would have said, last year. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, they definitely were. Well. They were. They they had a lot of – they were an exciting team to watch. Yeah, I would I'll say – I'll give you that, it, definitely. They, they were, were this year's pick. A lot of people from here in pick of being the league champion. The, mm. They were a lot of people's pick. I, hey. I don't got nothing to do with that. Now, all I got to say is North Texas is still in this league. <laughs> we'll talk. So, okay. If you, for those who don't know, Shanir has like a love, love, love of North Texas. I love hate. Okay. Love, I also hate. need you to remember that half that team ain't there no more. I mean, cool. granted, you still give them the benefit of the doubt. They're the league champs. But Arturo Rodriguez is gone. Pepe's gone. Uh Brett Stevens is gone. <laughs> like that's true. Major pieces of that team is gone. But let's let let's look for example at a club like Southampton. They would have gotten relegated if they were if they were a club that 
didn't have a youth program that was pumping in players. I mean, they because are every year they get raped. Okay, <laughs> every year they get they. Get, I mean, Liverpool comes in and takes half their squad. <laughs> yes, they get raped out of their players. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So back to what we were saying. The first, the way how the schedule set up was very exciting for us, and I think. We didn't run into that problem last year where we played Lansing three times out of the first uh, yeah, seven that was games. The, that was the big And then we couldn't. And then, you know, we just kind of went down from there. Um, so it would have been exciting to see. Um, but it, yeah, it's the schedule though, seems a little more, it's more spread out. It's, yeah. it's more well done this season. Um, you don't have teams that are, like like you said, like with us having within the first three, four weeks, we played Lansing. And you don't get to play him again. And you don't play him again for the rest of the season. So, there's no no real precedent on how this is going to be done. Yeah. If we're just going to pick off from there and they just be like, hey, you play the rest of the games and we go from there. Because I think that's the lazy approach. Wherever the league does start off, they just be like, all right, you start playing against March 13th and the games that you didn't play before that, they don't count, but then, you know, that's that. Yeah, I don't think they would be able to do that because, like you said, USL League One teams make their money off of tickets. Well, no, what I'm saying is like we just start wherever we can. We start that's where game pick up. Like they don't redo the schedule, so it's not like how we will play everyone would have twice. To redo their budget though. Yeah, with regards to or at least their their yeah so their projected budget because so if they're looking at a at the season and you cut three games out or five games out, I would say. Yeah. You're looking at some serious cutbacks in yeah. terms of financial situation. That is very true. That's very true. Oh, uh, so before we get into the roster break now, we're gonna talk about these kids. And let me just say this right now. <laughs> One, Nate gotta fight me. Patrick gotta fight me. Cause there ain't no way you I I've been asking for jersey leaks. Something. I needed something. And this white kid, this is the best white kid we've had in a long time. Oh, without a doubt. This is the without best a doubt. Kid we've had in a while. That kid um, is nice. I do have one small problem. One. The red kid, I needed a poppable collar. I needed a poppable collar. Yeah, that 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 collar looks looks a little it's like that, they held back that, they that, held back a little, little too much thick. on that collar. It's a little thick. <laughs> <laughs> like that thick. Sick. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get that in there. That's all in there. Like that, that, that. But I ain't gonna lie. Like the jerseys look dope. Um, the goalkeeper jerseys. Yeah, I would like to I don't see them. They really changed it too much. They didn't. But I would have liked to see a little bit more. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta look out. I mean, what? To be honest with you, I think the kit that should have gotten the most work done on it was the goalkeeper kit because Akira stood on his head half the games of last season. Yeah. I mean, he deserves to be decked out in a super yeah. fly kit. <laughs> That's the only one. Um, but the red jersey, I mean, it looks great. I like the sleeves. Um, the collar is thick. Um, outside of that, I mean... We got a new uh, jersey sponsor, did it? Uh, Absolute Stone Design. So no yeah. more wood fin. No more wood fin. Yeah, um, I heard that they. We, we got Bon Secor in the back. And I think we got Elephant Auto Insurance on one sleeve. I think. I believe so. So we got uh, three new sponsors. 
So the front office is doing their job. Well, Montsecor has <laughs> been there, so it's two new sponsors. Two new? Yeah, Montsecor has been there because we know we got. Remember? Oh we yeah, got, the health insurance. Well, well, the, the health insurance of being on the jersey. Oh, with it being on yeah, the jersey. Yeah, in terms of being on the jersey. Uh, yeah. But the white kit, man. The white kit. It's smooth. Oh. It, I want two things need to happen. That jersey needs to be played with white red pants, like red shorts. Oh yes. I need red shorts with that. Red shorts. You can do the white socks. Because I know the socks, that's one of the biggest issues with with refs in terms of, especially the ARs, when that ball goes out of bounds. Or, or, hear me out on this, give me the red and white socks. Like the red and white candy cane socks with that jewelry, with those jerseys and red pants. You can't tell me that won't be dope. You can't tell that me works. that won't be dope. You can't tell me that won't that be works. dope. That works. I was just saying you can't go all red socks because if we could play against a team where their home kit has red socks and the AR is looking down the all line. Red. At that ball going out of bounds, they're looking at legs, and if everyone—that's their problem. Red socks, I could really care less. I would look dope in the field. Look, that—that's their problem until we get a throw-in yeah, <laughs> called against us when it should be called yeah. for us, and it blends into a goal. It happens all the time. Refs mess up everything. Oh yeah, just like Patrick, they—they they mess up. <laughs> um, but no, I, the hype video for it was kind of dope too, though. Because yeah. at first when it started, I was like, "Oh my god, we about to get some basic jerseys." Like, ugh. and all of a sudden, I saw it, it was like. Why you look pretty? Why you look pretty? Yeah, pretty no, they dumb. they are definitely official. Those kids look nice. Uh, okay, so I guess one out of ten, would you get the red the red jersey? I'll give the red jersey. I'd give it an eight. Give it an eight. Eight out of ten. I'll give it a seven. I feel like there could have been more done. That collar, that collar, <laughs> that, that collar, that collar is amazing. Don't get me wrong, the collar is dope, took, but it's that took the collar took like one and a half points off yeah, of me. So that collar, <laughs> I feel like I could just take that collar off and use it as a napkin somewhere. <laughs> uh, the goalkeeper jersey for me, I'm giving it a, a three. It's not spectacular. It's it feel like a regular Adidas shirt. They just put the kicker's logo on there, and it was like, hey, yeah, where it is. Uh, the white jersey, I'm giving that a nine. Me too. Me too. I'm giving that a nine, definitely. Yeah. That's that is a nice. Eight. I'm more eight nice nine ish. The only reason why is because I don't think the stripes go all the way around. No, so it's not a don't. complete hoop. No, it's not. I would have liked to see that. Um, someone also mentioned how they would like to see like a stash, like uh, like River Plate. How they have like the one stash. Mm-hmm. I, that would have been dope to see. Um, do you think that white jersey, that white and red, will work with black and red shorts? The white nah. jersey, I don't think so. Okay. No. Nah. I, I just saw it for a second. When I mentioned River, I started thinking about oh, how that jersey look right now. <laughs> that was just me. Um, so on to USL news, for instance. We already kinda already alluded to it. Uh Chattanooga is finally getting their new stadium. Uh it's gonna be called the Shaw Memorial Stadium. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any pictures, I haven't heard anything about the ground. Anything about that. I think the last thing I heard before all this virus stuff broke out was they weren't going to be prepared for the U.S. Open Cup game, so I think they were still going to be playing at the same where they were at. Mm-hmm. So, if we hear more news about it, I'm pretty sure y'all will see it on Twitter. Like, you, we see it. Uh, new teams coming into the league. We have High Point that's being rumored. Um, they're about a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Richmond as Nate Reynolds. He was supposed to be on the show with us. Um, Nate, last we talked to him, he said he wasn't feeling super well. Nothing virus related. This is way before yes. all that, you know. <laughs> so we just hope the best for Nate. I'm pretty sure Nate will be listening to this. Uh, by the way, go check out his articles. They are super great. Yeah, super fantastic. 
Um, but Nate pointed out uh, it was three and a half hour drive from Richmond. That probably would have been like our closest rival because I think I said it's Greenville at five hours. So that would have been kind of interesting. But I mean, do you think a team at High Point would have worked? A well, a League One team would have worked. I'm pretty sure it did. At High Point, yeah, I think, I think so. Would have worked. I think so. I'm um, not too familiar with High Point of like terms of like how they would have. Like who like is High Point a big enough town for a League One team, or would they would have been a team that's like where the the hub stage for like multiple cities to to come to? Um, I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah, I mean, I I think when you look at it, I, I do feel that we are kind of on an island, and and I think most teams in in um, USL League One are that way, and that's why the expansions are going the way they are to yeah. kind of connect the teams a little bit more. I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to get more teams going out west first. You try to, to mid- fill in. Yeah, yeah, Midwest, West. I feel super bad for FC Tucson. FC Tucson, they are out there on their they own. <laughs> but like for Nobody's real, near them. No one's near them. No um, one's near them. And they're the farthest West team. Right? They are. So. They are. Um, another rumor that we saw was Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, was possibly looking to get a team. And do you know who started that rumor? I'm going to see if you've been paying attention. No, I do not know who started the rumor. All right, so I'm going to give you a hint. Former U.S. international, and he's black. How far? For, how far okay, are okay. we talking? Okay, <laughs> play. He just recently retired, maybe two years ago. Oh, okay. Played for Pachuca and the Houston Dynamo. Played at Rangers. Oh. The dude who never ages. <laughs> <laughs> he never aged. Look, man, Demarcus Beasley never aged. If there was a photo of Black Doesn't Crack, it's Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> that, that's him. Um, I remember seeing a picture of him, and I was like, he hasn't changed at all. From And I remember, he's been a big name in U.S. soccer for a very, very long time. So, you want to know something hilarious? Demarcus Beasley actually passes the mom test. And for those who don't know what the mom test is, the mom test is you're famous depending on whether or not my mom knows you. Like LeBron James is famous. My mom knows him. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo is not famous because my mom doesn't know him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> my mom knows Demarcus Beasley. So I'm oh, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Mom's a little hip. <laughs> um, so he's from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they believe they get a League One team. It would have been super dope. If, you know, Lansing was still there because you would have had Lansing, possibly Fort Wayne, and Madison would have had, like, their own yeah, their trifecta own, right there. Yeah. That would have been great. Um, unfortunately, Lansing had a Dick, I mean, Dickerson uh, owner, Tom, Tom Dixon was the owner, that dickhead. Um, <laughs> he was the owner, and he decided not to keep the team. Um, which I also think, this is my own conspiracy theory, I think that delayed kind of like the roster coming out because I think they expected Lansing to still be in. Yeah. And that's why I think this year we got the 16 playoff. I think they kept it just because they were like, well, we're not we're not going to penalize the rest of the league because I think it was supposed to be 13 teams. Yeah. And you take half, you know, but uh-huh. kind of with 12, so you take a half anyway. But that's my own thoughts. Um, yeah, so we got that. Uh, we were supposed to be doing an interview with the League One 
uh, VIP. That's kind of been held off on hiatus. Because uh, I think with all the stuff going on, I don't think they really want to talk to family podcast. So, and also the biggest thing was the stadium lights that kickers just got. Um, they kind of made a big deal about it. For those, who, hey, rightfully so, rightfully oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who haven't seen it, um, we put it out on our socials. The lights were dope. Like for those who've been in City Stadium, I don't think we really care that much about the lights because we were just like, oh, it's like it's uh, we can see. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's not too dark. <laughs> I, I can make out people. I can make out shapes. Not like the fog. The fogging was hilarious, though. That was that was interesting. That so we put it out on our social media. We were kind of like making our own tweets about like who was scoring what. We were like, uh. Goldie scored by someone in red, passed by someone in red, shot past someone in purple. We can't tell who. <laughs> but the licensing team were fine, but they've been there for a while. Like I think they I think the last time that stadium had a upgrade was the NCAA championship that was here, I think in ninety four. Was it ninety four? I don't know. I, yeah. I wanna say I, I think in, that's the last time they had an upgrade. I wasn't in Richmond yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was still crawling around the south side of Richmond. <laughs> um, but, I mean, for those who want to know how Old City Stadium is, that's where U of R first started playing football at. Yeah. And that stadium still looks the same in those photos then. Um, actually, my mom, for instance, uh, got named prom queen at that stadium in 1970. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, that's how old that stadium is. Um, so, there hasn't been that many major upgrades uh, out there, but I think the thing about it is uh, with the with this work the kickers have been doing at it, and this is all part of the lease that they got the forty year lease, and you can kind of see the upgrades that are doing of the concourse. It, I think for I saw it, that kind of leveled out and smooth, so you don't have the gravel. So if people don't wear flip flops, you don't have to have a rock stuck in your flip flop. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they got rid of that because that was yeah that that, that was. <laughs> And I think most fun. of the wiring now is now underground, so, I mean, under that. But the lights, oh, my God, yo. <laughs> I was, I'm just now imagining night games there when them lights would have been, like, flashing. Oh, oh goodness. Oh. So, for those of you that don't know, not only did they change all the floodlights, but they added to it. They added some red lights to it, so I don't know exactly how they're gonna be used, but I the first thing I imagined in my head was when the teams are coming out, they kill the floodlights and only red lights, and the kickers come out to red lights, line up to red lights. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me ask you this: What would have been the intro song? Like, do you think we would have had, like, an intro song? I don't know. We need to find... We, I don't know. I don't know. I, and that's the thing with the kickers. I don't... I can't associate a song with them. Like... Well, that's a lot of things you can associate with the kickers. Like, if you ask anyone and be like, hey, describe what a kicker is. People be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I like to ask me, and I was truly, like, dumbfounded. She was like, how did y'all get kickaroo? And I was like... You got me there, Chuck. I don't know. You got me there. I don't know. Because, like, I mean, for me growing up, 
I mean, like, okay, Boston, like, like you can, you, yeah. You, Celtics like you, for me, it's it's shipping up to yeah, Boston. Like you being day. a husband, have you ever been in that situation where your wife asks you something and it's like you get initially angry? You're just like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like that was my this was like I, don't, I don't know. I'm disgusted by that question. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's it's it's. But I think it's it would have been dope to see those lights, especially if they would have been like how they flash. Because we was mentioning earlier like how Wolfsburg is Wolfsburg and Gladbach when they score. I think one of the lights go like green, but it's yeah. like flashing. I would have been like, yo, that would have been so dope. Yeah, no, that would that would be insane. That would definitely be insane. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love it. It would have been dope. That's that's. But hey, I mean. That's adding to the experience at City Stadium. And because the experience is being added at City Stadium, I think that's going to draw in so many more people. Um, they're, they're changing the way the stands look. Um, I, I was over by the stadium yesterday, and they are doing a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, by the way, area. talk about the thing you did yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, well, I guess we'll see when that comes out. But um, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yesterday I was uh, part of a uh, commercial shoot for the Richmond Kickers. Yeah. So, it was a lot of fun. Um, got to do a few shots at City Stadium, Carytown, Shaco Bottom, um, I think we ended, yeah, we ended at, uh, Penny Lane. Oh, right. So. Okay. Yeah. That, no, that's going to be, it's going to be, looks like it's going to be good. I mean, the guys were pretty, really professional. They, they were trying to get. Really Let's hope they weren't just just randoms taking pictures of you. That would have been awkward. No, no, it's footage. Like, <laughs> and they're going to put everything in, in like theatrical slow-mo. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. All right. Yeah. That would have been dope. Um. Okay, so we already talked about jerseys. Ford got jerseys and also Chattanooga. Um, Chattanooga jerseys to me, I don't know if you saw them yet. No. I don't really see a big difference. They kind of look the same to me. I think the only difference is, is I think, the white jersey. Instead of having, like, the red sleeves on the away kit, I think they just went plain white. But they – it's not so another thing. Who, Chattanooga? Yeah, Chattanooga white? Red Wolves. Not Chattanooga FC. We're not trying to have, you know, <laughs> all that smoke. Um, yeah. I don't really see any big difference. <clears throat> on yeah, that. that kit, it's <clears throat> it's an Adidas kit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's basically what you can say. Yeah, the, the, the home jersey looks nice. I like the fade from the darker red up to kind of getting to a regular red at the bottom. But I don't see any. The white kit them. is just a white kit with the black with the black uh, Adidas stripes. Yeah, I don't see anything too special. Um, and then Ford Madison just released their kit uh, Saturday. I, I ain't gonna lie, the kit looks nice. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think with the most important thing is the way how uh, the supporters up there kind of did it. I think they're getting five dollars back to a charitable cause. Yeah. Um, so if you buy the jersey, five dollars go to that charitable cause that go helps in community. That is awesome. Yeah, and I think that's something that. I would love to see the kickers do. Um, yeah. Let them, you know, be more involved. If we get more into these more, like, experimental kits and designing kits stuff. But uh, for a jersey, it looks nice. It would have been, you know, cool to see that jersey versus that red one on opening day. 
It would have been dope. Oh, that would have been nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, we can get to the real meat and potatoes. I know we probably talked about like 30 minutes about that stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> um, now, we're going to talk about the Richmond Kickers updated roster. So, here are the players that are returning. First and foremost, you have a Carafis Gerald, who was the goalkeeper of the year finalist. Um, he has 73 saves and eight clean sheets. You also have Matt Broomhall, the yoga master. He's <laughs> back. Uh, Wahab Akwe. Wait, Broomhall? Yes. Uh, don't we call him um, the broom? Huh? I call him the broom. Look, uh, <laughs> what's what's that? What's that character in Star Wars? Um, I don't know Star Wars. You lost me. Something three PO. You are you really about to call this man C three PO? C three PO. They said oh because he's so mechanical with oh the way he, he he. You yeah. can send all aggressive tweets to C Deuce. <laughs> Just let y'all know that. <laughs> also, don't tweet at me about not knowing Star Wars. I, I didn't pay attention to Star Wars going up. Me neither. That's why I didn't even know. But Star I ain't gonna lie. I want the video game, but I don't know Star Wars at all. Um. So let's go back to the defender. Defender, we have uh, Akwe, top ten in passes made with uh, fourteen hundred. He was all league second team. Uh, Ivan Magalas, Connor Shanoski, and Scott Thompson. Midfield, we have Amaz, uh, Luke Pavone, Greg. And Matt Bolduck. Uh Matt finished top four in assistant league with six. Uh, Riley Craft and Wape and four. We brought back Charles Bolting from uh, alone. I think I don't know if it's a permanent deal. Uh, we really couldn't find any information. I think it's still alone. I think it's still from alone. From what I've seen, um, as well from a uh, from that Ghanaian club. Yeah. So, with the players leaving the first transfer deal in Richmond Kickers history, we have. Joe Gallardo, who went to the Real Marnocks uh, for $7,000. I think there are add-ons as far as what those add-ons are. I, I have to assume there's a sell-on clause. I would have to assume there is a sell-on clause. Or if, I would like, hope so. Something attached, like if he plays X number of games, if he plays in the playoffs, if he plays for the first team, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not, however, play in... Um, the first game with Real Marnox. He didn't play in that one. Um, so, it'd be, whenever he plays, whenever he starts, we'll be rooting for him. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Joe Gallardo was uh, a good servant to the club last year. Um, he was, by far and away, our best player on the pitch. Oh, yeah. Um, some really good memories of some of his goals and stuff. It, it, he was he was fantastic. Yeah. So. Like my That's favorite, my him. favorite moment from last year is the messy goal where he walked through all South Georgia's. <laughs> that that by far, yeah, is. that was that was the top one. Um, the second one for me was the one where he did that quick one eighty turn. He was heading towards midfield, looked like he was going to pass it back to I think Bulldog. And he oh, just, against Chad. Was it Chad? No, Tucson. Against Tucson. He just Tucson? did a 180, just t- with one move, turned around and took three players out of the game and just ripped the shot by a yeah. corner. I, it was just the way he turned. It was, it was, it was like FIFA. <laughs> it was crazy. It was sick. It was sick. Um, Daniel Jackson moves to South Georgia Tormenta for free. Uh, Eli Bark, Eli Lockerbie. Moves to the Evil Empire in uh, Wisconsin on a free. Yeah. Um, Sam Moore and Keyway, they're down in USC. Uh, Just, Justin Grove is actually back with us in preseason. We didn't know that at the time, but going to preseason, we were like, Justin? Yeah. 
you're back. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, we didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't really hear anything about it, Justin. And then we saw him at the preseason game. I said, okay. Well, oh. So hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> still here. Good. 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 Because I, I think Justin Grove gives you that. Um, I think experience he's a yeah. and calmness in the midfield. Yeah, um, it would be great. I hope he actually gets some games. Yeah, because you know, I remember last year he only had like one game. Yeah, if that. Um, uh, and then Joe Rice, uh, as Nate alluded, uh, moved up to new new uh, New England Revs too. Um, I don't know if that he's just strictly with the Revs too, or if it's kind of like the Joey Gallardo deal where he's part of Revs. He'll be he'll move up to the first team and get first team minutes if it would have happened. Um, we talked to. Uh, Richmond's goalkeeper coach and the name is not alluding me. Adrian Clue. Yeah, we talked to him um, actually at Benny's uh, birthday party. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was over there at my son's birthday party. Uh, cool. Yeah, for those who don't know, Benny is the unofficial official mascot of this podcast. Yeah. Um. So we was at we at his birthday party because you know I'm a godfather and Shanae's dad. He can claim all the taxes. I can't. <laughs> um. And we were just asking about, you know, how the players play in the prison. And we got a topic of Joe Rice. And he was just saying, you know, he's really impressed with Joe Rice. He kind of, from what I understand, he forced him to make the move. Yeah, he, he, he definitely encouraged him to make the move. Um, basically saying that, that Joe Rice was good, very good. But there's no way he was pushing Akira off that, at, off that first team spot. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think uh, Adrian was basically saying that... Joe Rice deserves to have a first team spot somewhere. And so he really encouraged him to go to New England Revolution 2 so he could have that first, those first team minutes. Yeah, and I also think it was basis. and it's good to see when you have a coach like regardless of team that he's looking for the play out for the player first. Exactly. Could it could have been the things where it's like, well, I developed you. I want you to stay here. I want you to keep working with me and Joe Rice never beats that peak. Yeah. And Joe played at Long uh, Lions Bridge. He's played here in Richmond. I think he's even from the state of Virginia. So he's yeah. really his whole playing career is here. And I think the fact that he for that force will be he encouraged him like, hey, look, yeah, you he have really a great skill set. Go take it out there and challenge him. If you believe that you're this great goalkeeper, go do it. And I think about it in terms of where like, and I don't want to be so European faced, but it's a good basis of it where you're starting to see more young English players mm-hmm. start making the move to Germany to go get playing time to go test themselves in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Look at the likes of Jordan Sancho. I think before that you had um I can't think of his name, but he was at West West Ham and he moved to Glaubach to play. Um Ottoman Luthman mm-hmm. went from Everton to Leipzig. Um the likes of those players are starting now starting to go. And I think I think this is great for both sides because I think um Chloe Pushing Joe to go shows how much he cares about his players and how much he sees potential on them and knowing, like, hey, look, you might not get a chance here in Richmond. If your dream is the MLS, you might not get that here in Richmond. Yeah. Go there, go develop, and become that great goalkeeper. And I think it's great for Joe. Mm-hmm. It would have been great to see him that second weekend. I believe he would have been the starter. Yeah. I know he had the clean shit against uh clean sheet against Hartford. Yeah. Um in one of their preseason games, so that would have been, you know. Mm-hmm. It, we saw the ability last year, definitely in the Toronto game, the Lions Bridge game. I, I, it would have been, you know, great to see. So we wish him all the best up there. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jackson and Lockerbie, I don't know. We wish him the best. Uh, don't play your best against us. 
Yeah. But yeah. we wish you the best. So, players that are no longer part of the roster, and trust me, we looked everywhere to try to make sure we were right about this. Um, Zach Perez, Lucas Mendez, Dennis Chan, uh, Alice Anskov, Nick Ratzliff, Maxi Rodriguez, Yannick Eckerod, Josh Hughes. And they also alluded that he's really surprised. I think we're surprised as well. The Hughes, Rodriguez, and Anskov didn't land somewhere um, yet. They're not on the team at all from what we look like. Um, I think Maxi made a tweet about how he wasn't really expecting not to be with the team at this moment. Mm-hmm. Any surprises to you there? Anyone do you think should have been part of the roster? Or um, do you, you know, to be honest with you, the the biggest um, one that stuck out to me with regards to not being on the Kickers roster is Josh Hughes. Okay. Um, Josh Hughes had a lot of minutes last year. Um, was very consistent. Um, he worked well with uh, Bulldog in the midfield. Um, so I I don't know it, that that was to me the biggest shocker. Um, Retzlaff didn't get a lot of playing time, but the of what I saw of him, he looked good. So I was a little surprised that they didn't keep him to see more. Um, Alex Ainscoff, he was kind of in and out of the squad. We don't we're not sure. Um, and Lucas Mendez, I think one of the biggest issues with him was coming back from the injury. Um, because I mean, I remember it basically roughly around this time last year when he had that devastating injury in preseason that had him out for literally the entire season. I think he, he played one half in the Lions bridge game and that was it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I could see players like that. Uh, Zach Perez didn't really get a lot of playing time. Um, Dennis Chin, I think for the same reason why um, we let go of uh, DJ is for the hype that we got at the beginning of the season, it wasn't backed up throughout the season. Um, at the beginning of the season, we got this idea that we were getting two knockout, lights-out strikers that were going to be pumping in a lot of goals. And I think there was a big disappointment on that. And because of that, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like, I guess when when the new regime came, they said, ah, you're not good enough. I think also age, because I think Chen is pushing third, well... I know he's past 30. Yeah, I think more 30 more 32. And I think we also saw the down, not downside, but I think we kind of saw Chen kind of slower down a little bit more. Um, you definitely saw Boateng getting more games and mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, we hope the best for Chen. I would love to see. I, do you think Chen gets picked up midseason by someone? I can see him getting picked up by somebody because he has, Chen has an an aggression to him that, Fits with the way the game has evolved now. Yeah, I think it's 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 evolved to the point now where you can't have a striker that's just there to be a striker. Yeah, you need a striker that can press, that can get in defenders' faces when the ball gets passed to them, or just take a sprinting madman run at the goalie when the ball gets passed back to the goalie. And I think Dennis Chin still has that grit, has that fire Mm -hmm. that. 
he can bring to a lot of teams. Yeah. And I also think that, well, I I think Chen now is a great player that you can sell on at the 65th minute mark mm-hmm. and be like, hey, look, I need you to go attack. And go you- put pressure on someone. I don't think, I think the 90 minute stretch is not for him. I, yeah. I don't think that's there anymore. I think if you can convince Chen, like if, you, if Chen gets signed midseason, and you're just telling me, hey, look, I need you to play 25 minutes a game for me. I think you are getting the most out of Dennis Shen. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of players nowadays, and especially here in the U.S. nowadays, players don't want that. But we need to remember that one of USA's most star-studded players was a late-game sub on Kobe Jones. Yeah, You throw him on at the end of the game, run at tired defense, and he'd annoy the crap out of any defensive line. Yeah. At the end of the game, and he caused a lot of turnarounds in, in score for the USA. So out of that. yeah, so out of this list of players, is it anyone that you think either gets resigned back to the kicker? I guess we could go through the list and we could say whether or not we think they get resigned with the kickers or someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach Perez, you think he gets resigned with the kickers or someone else, or not at all? With him, I, I have no idea. I have not seen enough. Okay, with him, for me, I think. Possibly NESA. I think somewhere around that. Maybe NPSL, UPSL. Mm-hmm. And then I think next year you might, you might see him thrown at like a League One team mm-hmm. at, a, at a roster, possibly. Uh, Lucas Mendez? He has the potential. Um, I would say maybe to get re signed to another team because I, I, I think, um, I think our head coach has moved on from yeah. that situation. So. Um, for me, I mean, we did an interview with Lucas. Lucas is a great guy. Like we love. He's an awesome guy. Um, great guy. But I think I, I don't. I don't see it. I, I think maybe UPSL, NPSL again, NISA. I think that's it. I, I, I'm not trying to be harsh, but I don't. I don't see a League One team making a move for him. Definitely not this year. Maybe next year he try on somewhere yeah. else and then gets added on. Yeah, and and I think and, and like I said before, I think the injury has a lot to do with that because yeah. that really really set him back. But he's got time um, yeah. at this point. He if he drops down to one of those leagues, works hard, makes a name for himself, stays visible, stays in the limelight, he's going yeah. going back into USL. Uh, Dennis Chen, Dennis Chen, like we said, I feel that he could definitely maybe mid season a club pick him up to bolster, you know. Yeah, I I think if Chen wants to be a starter, I think he'll go in and I say lead to one of those. I think if he wants to play, not be a starter, but play, I think League One Championship. I can see a like a lower end championship team signing him. Mm-hmm. Even hey, we just need someone a League One mid table low lower table side signing him. Um, Alex Ainscoff. Ainscoff, I I can see a League One team taking him. He he had some some pretty good, pretty good moments last season in in some of the games he did play. He he is a solid player. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the capability to to play on a League One team. Yeah, I, I can see League One. I can see yeah. League One for him. Uh, Nick Ratzliff. I think same with him. Because from what I saw of him, towards the end of the season, we started to see him getting played more. And you saw his technical ability was there. Um, the times he did play, he didn't really take any risks. <clears throat> Excuse me. But 
he was a solid player in terms of his technical ability, his first touch, um, his game awareness. I, I do think that he could definitely be taken on by, another, by a team to, again, add to depth, probably midway through the season. But if he wants to start, I think USL League Two, or yeah, I'd say I'd say USL League Two. He could he could definitely start regularly for USL League Two team easily. Yeah, I could definitely see him being a mid-season pickup for someone. I think if he wants to start, I think he'll go lower. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi, where are you guys? Maxi could could play for a USL League One team. Um, it depends on which team, though. And I think Maxi is a partic- very particular type of player and needs a particular system. I'm not sure about some of the, especially some of the new teams that came in, like Omaha and um, Fort Lauderdale. <clears throat> if they have a system that fits him, he could end up being picked up by one of them, maybe midseason. But He's a very particular type of player. So, this is just me. I would not be surprised if Maxi, if we see Maxi with Union Omaha at some point this year. Yeah. It would not surprise me. Because um, I think he will be, I think he will be a mid-season pickup for a League One team somewhere. Might end up at FC Tucson. Who knows? We, we mm-hmm. don't know. Um, and none of us know these right predictions. They we're making our best guesses. Yeah. I think, you might see Maxi. Um, once again, I I think if you want to start, maybe NASA, maybe UPSL, maybe NPSL. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to play, I think he will be a midseason pickup for someone, and I think he would. I think he will find a system that fits him. That's all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yanni Ekenro. I didn't mean to cut off just on Max Elena, but I did. I couldn't think of any more to say. Yeah, Yannick Ekenrode. I think I think he could end up at a USL League One team. He has that midfield enforcer aura about yeah. him. He's gonna. I mean, def- I like so. I went back and watched the four game, the one that we won in Madison. Mm-hmm. And remember how we were joking about how Yannick. Like when we scored, how Yannick was talk, trash talking like the four supporters. Mm-hmm. That hundred percent confirms to me that Yannick is the guy to talk. He is the trash talker. He's the trash talk. He's not only the trash talker. He's the enforcer. He's he is he was to the kickers last year what um, Fellaini was to Everton. Uh, just that guy you put in there to, to disrupt the midfield of the other team just to. Puts put his bo- put himself on some bodies and just put his body on some people and get get some physical. Yeah, he's he's that physical enforcer in the midfield, and I do feel that every team needs that. Every yeah. team definitely needs someone in the midfield who's gonna knock some players around and let them know that they're. Yeah, and um, so I I do feel he he could be a midseason pickup. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I don't know where. Um... Maybe South Georgia down there with his brother mm-hmm. is a midseason pickle. Maybe as a trialist throughout the year, and then if he performs well, they sign him. Um, that might work out. Or I know South Georgia has a two team, mm-hmm. so maybe they put him on the two team, and then like, hey, are right, you perform well with them? Now we'll sign you up to the first team. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Josh Hughes, Josh Hughes, most definitely, absolutely. I mean, I 
I am surprised he has not been picked up yet. Yeah. Um. I I expect Josh Hughes to be back with the kickers at some point this year. I I hundred I expect it. You I, expect I, him to I, be back? I not expect it. Let me not say that. It would not surprise me if Josh if we get the notification like, hey, we're signing Josh Hughes back for a half season contract. It wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So, now we're getting into the meat and getting the green. I think right now we're almost at an hour. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a long podcast. We thank yeah. you guys for still listening. Um, so, we're going to about to talk now about the players that are added. So, once again, we're supposed to have Nate here with us. Nate couldn't be here with us because all our players got thrown off. So, how do you want to start it? Should we just start it with Nate and then we go... One by one, or how you yeah, do that? let's let's do that. Especially since Nate um, decided to take lead. Um, start with the keeper. All right, so I'll start off. Uh, yeah. So Nate had Lee Johnston. Uh, went to West Virginia in college, and most recently played for San Antonio. Uh, he imagined they imagine that he'll be the number two keeper, but no one is challenging Akira for that start. Yeah, no, definitely um, not. <laughs> He is 6'2 and 27 years old. He has three total appearances in pro career. So not enough there to say for sure what his potential might be compared to Matt Bruno. Um, so, yeah. So from the highlights that I saw, I saw that he has the he has the passing range. Mm-hmm. But once again, three games from a goalkeeper, what are you really getting? Yeah. You know. I think with Lee, he has a little bit of... Both Akira and Bruma. Like you said, he has the passing range. Um, of course, I wouldn't say as good as Akira, but the fact that he has the passing range as well as the mechanical, technical ability that Brumal has. Yeah. Brumal is, a, has a, and I'm, I, I mean, he showed some of that in some of the preseason games so far. In the game in the fog, he had a, an amazing save, a ball that changed direction midway to him, and he just got his body around to it. Um, he has those reaction saves, and of course, Matt Brumall has the height, and of course, Lee Johnston, being six foot two, has the height to command his box. But the fact that he has that height to command the box as well as the passing range, I think with him being twenty seven, he could be our next starting goalkeeper All after right. Akira. So, oh, wow. We're at that mark. So we're going to try to get Zoom past you. <laughs> Sheesh. Let me talk for a minute. All right. Uh, Ian Antley, a 27-year-old defender that played at Mercer in college, young center back, added for death, has not played yet professionally. Expected maybe to see in the U.S. Open Cup with the center back group currently having a roster. Uh, connections with the coach at Seattle Suns U23 highlight packages has them going to ground a lot as is nearly every clip, <laughs> can see him as a backup fullback as well. I'm just laughing at the fact that he played, uh, see him going to ground a lot. <laughs> In all caps. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I well, mean, I, mean I, I don't think you can judge that as a con, because... <laughs> he can be a positive. At, at this point, Juan Bissaka goes to ground a lot, <laughs> yet he is ranked as one of the better fullbacks in the Premier League right now. Yeah, and I think also for what we saw for Ian Alley in preseason, one definitely, the man has Jets. He, um, oh my goodness, he's fast. <laughs> also, the man is, if soccer don't work out for him, he can always go to WrestleMania. 
<laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Always go to WrestleMania. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's he's big, strong, fast. He most people he he's the one that doesn't skip arm day. Well, he does not. Yeah, <laughs> he throws weights around. <laughs> uh, I would say in terms of a, a player, he reminds me of. Of course, no one. Well, I think you said it already. Juan Basaka. Of course, with him going to ground a lot. With him going to ground a lot, yes. But it, with his sheer, just devastating pace, he, that pace reminds me of Roberto Carlos. Like, just l- ridiculously fast. Like, this is not human fast. Like, okay, let me tell you this. I'm not comparing him to Roberto Carlos. If he, if he takes a free kick and bangs it in like Roberto Carlos, <laughs> then, then we can, yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, just no, just in terms of his pace. No, absolutely. I mean, I think also the running joke in his locker. I think the running joke with Ian Anley as well is um, (laughs) because you know his brother, uh, Connor Anley, is at Indy 11. Yeah. So the running joke right now that, you know, League One Unfiltered and others have been saying is uh, if Connor doesn't play at Indy 11, is Connor actually going to be playing in Richmond? Or is Ian not playing in Richmond? Is he actually going to be playing in Indy 11? Like, who's going to be playing who? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. All right, and the last player uh, they had was Victor Flack. He's the first Richmond United uh, player to sign as a pro contract with the Richmond Kickers. Uh, Virginia Beach native, played at the University of Colorado Irvine. I think he transferred from UVA. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, this is his first pro contract overall, so it's a bit of an unknown quantity. Played center back at CM in college. Seems very attack oriented. Took PKs, free kicks, long range shots in college. Look to have great size and speed in the midfield option. High potential player for Richmond to continue to develop. Yeah. Um, Victor Falk definitely has that semi-Swiss Army knife player. Um, he can play in the back. He can play in the mid. Um, he likes to get forward. He reminds me a lot of like Matt Bulldog. Yeah. In terms of like you can put him in multiple positions. And he'll 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 handle that position well. Yeah, he'll do a good job. He's not gonna dominate one position. I don't think you see that out of Victor Flight at this age, but I think you can plug him at CM, you can plug him at CDM, you can plug him as a center back if you need be. Yeah, maybe you know. as a right right wing uh right mid, left mid. Yeah. Um we saw him at preseason training. I think the only thing that we had a concern with was just sometimes his passing range. Like he would get fixated on one like I have to I I have to make this particular pass. Yeah. And he, looking for the superstar pass rather than just Or not even like the superstar pass or where like I think he got his passes confused. Like in a situation where he could have gone through ball, he lobbed it. Or if it was like that driven, but he'll like try to make the spectacular pass around. So it's like he has to just figure out those range of passes. Yeah. And and, I, and that's that's that we can t- contribute to his youth. Yeah, and, and speed of the game as well. Yeah, the speed I of think the that's game. the only concern I have with him. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, in preseason, he, he played a good job. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at the end of that. That was totally inappropriate. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, I'll let you go first. Okay. And I will remind you, Shanir, uh, your wife just texted me and said that uh, – don't stay super long. So, <laughs> don't be spending five minutes breaking down Stanley Avez, Stanley, and how he just, you know, no, I'm does everything David great and does nothing wrong. Uh, I'm starting with David Diosa. Uh, <laughs> David Diosa um, could play on that left side as a left mid, left wing, or left back. 
Um, he's 27 years old. Uh, he was born in Colombia, in Medellin, Colombia. He moved to the U.S. when he was 11, and he's been he's lived in New York and uh, in Queens, and he's played for Cosmos ever since he got out of high school. So he didn't even he didn't even go college in terms of playing. He he went straight to Cosmos. Uh, he was in the Cosmos Academy youth system. Um, yeah, um, he signed for Cosmos first team. I think it was not too long ago. Um, with with David, what I see a lot of is he has that pace to sneak in behind that late run into the box when a cross is made. Um, the the when you look at his highlight tape, the first one you see is one of those. It's is a clear example of how crafty he is, how his timing is perfect in terms of coming into the box late. So he's coming in unmarked. Yeah. He has pace. Um, his his first touch is very good. He himself can send in some very very devastating balls. He sends in one of what I call the um, the sniper ball. Those balls that curl in, the keeper can't come out to get it. It curls around the defender. If the keeper comes out to get it, he's in trouble. And it goes right to the striker. He, he can hit those balls very easily. Um, he also has a good ability to get out of tight places in terms of his dribbling ability. Um, what I hope for is his ability to immediately make a decision of um, shot or pass between the two. Right. After he gets out of trouble. So... I'm looking forward to him. He reminds me a little bit of Graham Lasso back in the day. Huh. Yeah. Huh. All right. You ready for your, who you got? Who? Uh, who you got next? Emiliano. Emiliano Terzaghi. Um, this guy spent his whole career in Argentina. Um, he played for for the most part for Banfield. He uh, was also at Temperley, Boca Unidos, and. Um, Belgrano. Um, he has a feistiness about his play. He's 30 years old, so he has the experience. He has a feistiness about his play. And for his size, this guy is strong and can hold off players on the ball. Um, his first touch is amazing. Um, he's a good... He's He plays more as a center forward. So he's usually the late arrival in the box. He's really good in front of goal, a good opportunist. He reminds me a lot of Fabian Blanco. And a little bit in terms of his dribbling ability and yes. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh your son. <laughs> My son. <laughs> your son. Yo, um preseason, this guy really impressed me. Uh Stanley Alves. He's a striker, 23 years old. Uh he's Brazilian. Go figure. <laughs> Um, and he grew up in Eastern Massachusetts. Go figure again. Uh, he went to UMass Lowell. We we literally got him straight from UMass Lowell. Um, he was active for three years. His junior year, um, he had an injury that kept him out for the whole season. Um, 51 appearances, 13 goals, which is not bad on a college level. Um, he has a very good eye for goal. Um, his pace is really good. He's got that pace and power, uh, and he's able to hold up play if need be. Um, he's good at losing his defenders off the ball because his runs are very, very, very clever. 
And um, he also has the ability to, to send in crosses if, he's, if he needs to. Um, the player he would remind me of, he's a combination for me, I mean, of Rondon, uh, Solomon mm-hmm. Rondon, and <clears throat> Michael Owen. <clears throat> with that with that pace and just deadliness in front of goal. He scored a very Mike Lowen as goal um in the ODU preseason game. Oh yeah he did. Yeah. He did. Um alright. So you and I? Yeah, those all were right. my three. <clears throat> you were the one who had four. Yeah I did. I had to cough, my bad. I just want you to know when I coughed in there it just looked at me like he was ready to throw a ball on Lysol at me. <laughs> Did I tell you that story about how my student threw a Lysol ball in my head? What? So I coughed in class, and my student just, just chucked the lights up off my head. He was like, hey, we don't got time for that. <laughs> and I was like, I was in that midst of like, boy, I, you're right. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> um, so I had Kyle Vinder, and you know, Kyle Vinder, I feel like, is my dad. Like, me and Kyle are the same age, but I feel like Kyle is, like, my dad. Like, he's, like, the player on the field I don't want to make mad. Um, so, Kyle came from FC Tucson. Great in the air. I mean, he had, I think he had the most aerial duels won in the league. Um, great control with his spacing. Um, good, good one-on-one defender. Uh, has a good driven ball in his pocket, meaning that he can be sitting in that center break spot and he can pick out a pass. Oh, yeah. And he can drive a ball. You ever seen that ball that splits like two midfielders and just connects mm-hmm. to the central midfielder? He has that ball. And he also has a good awareness to clean up. Um, I wouldn't say he's like a sweeper, kind of like that last defender, but he has that ability to do it. Mm-hmm. I think in a natural situation, you want... Akwe to kind of be more that's sweeper just because of the pace and you want Kyle to be the center back on the ball making those passes and stuff like that kind of give him that um, relationship let him have that ability and his leadership is amazing yeah um, we did an interview with Kyle and his leadership is A1 and those who don't follow Kyle on Instagram Kyle puts a lot of inspirational stuff up so that's good to see um, the only con that I have is sometimes his long balls can be a little lost Sometimes in air, so he'll do the long ball and they get kind of hung up in air. And you know, how is that gonna um portray? And then side to side speed might be an issue for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much lateral quickness is there in his pocket. Um, so yeah, but I see he reminds me a lot of Vincent Company with the leadership with the airship mobility, mm-hmm. things like that. And I think that's what the kickers needed back there. And I, I mean, he got named our captain, so yeah. I think most kicker fans either one are Kara, but I think having Kyle there is not a bad pick. Yeah, I think he's a good pick. Yeah, not a bad pick. What you talking about those driven passes? That let's put, it just reminds me of Thiago Silva when he hit those where he get the laces on that ball. And it, that, I haven't seen Thiago Silva do that in a while. He Ooh, used to do that line used to drive ball that yeah. goes splits off. He used to pull it off, but I haven't seen it in a while. Um, next we have is uh, Devontae Debussy, my man. You know, Black Power. Yes, yes. He, he stayed with it, yo. He yeah. stayed with it, yo. Hey, he's um, an Oakland boy, man. Yeah, right. From, from Oakland, Bruce, he also played at uh, Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not afraid of a slide tackle. You talk about someone that is Juan Basaka esque it yeah. is him. Yes. He is not afraid of a slide If he had, like, an attribute card, like, you remember how, like, um, we were kids, we used to play Pokemon. Uh-huh. And, you know, each Pokemon had, like, a certain attribute. His attribute is slide tackle. Yes. <laughs> he don't tackle. slide tackle. He's slide taking you out. Um, he has blazing speed. He, I, I think in the preseason game, I think it was against uh, High Point, 
it was one point in the game he was at right back, and I think I turned my head. I was talking to you. And we looked back, and he's all the way up in red. Man, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. how did he get up there that quick? And that was one thing that that really makes me excited for the season with him and Ian as fullbacks. Both our fullbacks yeah. got ridiculous pace. That's ridiculous. And I think the key <laughs> thing is his. I think if Devontae could get down the, um, if he can get. The overlapping run where he makes that overlapping run around either if I, if I imagine Bodok plays right man or whomever. I think we see him and Bodok on the same side. Mm-hmm. I think if he can get that overlapping run down and Connor can get not Connor, if Cal can get that long ball over to him, it's a wrap. I don't think anyone stopping. I think he no. might honestly be top five fastest players in the league. It would not surprise me, me if he either. yeah if his peak speed is like. 28, 27. It would not surprise me. Like, I I would love to see, like, because I know USL is getting to, like, and I'm kind of rambling. USL is getting to this all-star format. Mm-hmm. If they do, like, a 40, he got to be sub-4-4. He's got to be somewhere up there. He got to be sub-4-4-4-5. Four, 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 it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Um, the only call to him is his crosses. I think they're a little bit more, really, they're not there. Yeah. Um, they need a little work. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like he doesn't know in a certain situation, should I go the low driven cross? Should I go just the high over looping cross? Mm-hmm. And I think he's running so fast, his body isn't able to keep up with what his legs are doing. Like yeah. his mind isn't able to keep up with what his legs are doing. Yeah. And if you want to hit a pinpoint cross, you have to slow down. Yeah. You have to slow that run down to be able to get the right yeah. foot on the ball. Um, so that's my only thing. But he reminds me a lot of DeAndre Yedlin. Yes. He reminds me a lot of DeAndre Yellen. Where I think in certain situations, don't be surprised if, since him and Baldock are on the same side, if Baldock actually drops back to right back and then he takes over that right mid spot for maybe like five or so minutes just to switch up. I think we would see that later on in the season when they get more used to playing with each other and they start to understand each other like fully. Yeah. Um, So next I have is John Luco. I'm going to pray on his last name. Cuomo. Cuomo? Cuomo. Cuomo. C U O M O. Cuomo. Yeah. I feel like that's, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm hungry, but that sounds like an ice cream commercial. Like, do you want a Cuomo bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but he is from Marta FC uh, over there in Malta, but mm-hmm. he played uh, here in the States at San Antonio FC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more of a deeper line playing CDM. Uh, he's looking for that diagonal ball a lot. I think that was something that frustrated you personally in preseason, where you were like, why is he always looking for that diagonal ball? <laughs> um, he's pushes up in the space when it's there. So if the space is not there, do not expect him to go into space. No. Um, he'll he when I mean deeper line, it's almost at certain points in his highlight package. By the way, I got a bone to pick when you did not mention Stanley Alves highlight music. Oh, I did not. Oh, yes. No, that highlight. Woo. We will talk about that afterwards. But <laughs> um, in his highlights, there were certain videos where he was so far back, I actually thought that he was a center back. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he'll drop right in between those centers. And I was like, is he a, is he a center back? Yeah. But I, he's that. Um, he has the good side-to-side line speed. Mm-hmm. So where, like, Kyle, I'm kind of concerned about sideline quickness. He has, he has the ability to clean that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like what we saw from Torrey, like that sound of ability to get there to the spot, get there before his man. Yeah. Um, physicality, I am a little bit worried about because he can get a little too physical. Yeah. 
So that's my only concern with him. Yeah, I could see a little, a little bit. He's make sure that you know don't he's control don't, of himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's good in the air. Um, yeah. My only con would be uh, he is flat footed sometimes on defense. So what I mean, like that side sideline ability, I think. He's the player that sits there and assesses the situation, mm-hmm. almost like we seen from like, <clears throat> um, I would say almost like Sergio Busquets mm-hmm. in a sense where like Sergio he'll look at the situation and be like, eh, "I'm not about to make this run. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh, I'm not, I'm not about to. Do like, that. That's gonna be a waste of my time. Yeah, I'm not about <laughs> to do that. So uh, that's my only thing um, with him. And then um, bye. I didn't like. I forgot to write down his last name. I just said the letter. Kosele. Kosele. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to write down his last name for some reason. But his highlight tape, and there were multiple of them. Um, and he's he stayed looking for that one touch deep ball. He is another deep line CDM. Mm-hmm. We saw that a lot. Uh, what he'll do is receive the ball, and then he'll make like a wide turn, either left or right, and then he'll just kick it long. Yeah. And just get play started off the field. And I think we kind of saw the big. Him getting more just than having more passes in his pocket because I think Darren told him was like, "Hey, look, don't keep looking for that long ball. Work on the intermediate short passes." I think that's the call to his game is he doesn't have a various of passes. I don't think he has more passes than just that one touch deep long ball, but yeah. that deep touch long ball is dangerous for him. It is. There oh. are multiple tapes in his highlight film where he was able to one touch it and. It was one where he literally got it in like the middle of the center circle, made a turn, kicked it to the left side, like just one time, pinged it, and then let it right on the guy's shoe. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he, he has that ability and he looks so good. Um, he's also comfortable as a center back as well. So mm-hmm. I don't be surprised if, and you know, Aqua is Aqua will be. <laughs> He he'll does it at off. least once every three games. He'll make a run. He'll make a run. He'll just take <coughs> off. Yeah. And you'll have Mumbai. Just yeah, just right point. there to drop in for him. So don't be surprised if that happens. Um, and he's, he stayed looking for the switch of play. We saw that a lot. And his passes were, and what I mean, like he'll get that ball in the middle of the park and he'll just turn left and just, he'll kick it out to the right back. He'll kick it out to the left back. And he's not looking to, I think he'll have the majority of his passes will be those side-to-side passes. He's not... If it's long, it's going to be a diagonal long. But don't expect him to thread the needle. That's not him. No, from he's me, not going I, to. I don't expect that from him. But he reminds me a lot of a Michael Bradley now. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of today's Michael Bradley. Um, but he's not afraid of a tackle. Yeah. At all. At all. Yeah, I really, I really liked what I saw from him um, preseason. Um, in, in the two preseason games that I saw, the ODU and the High Point. Yeah. High Point was the one in the fog, right? Yeah. 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 So, between those two games, he really showed a lot of composure in the yeah. midfield. We didn't get a chance to see the Virginia United preseason game because yeah. <laughs> it was Courtney's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and our wife was like, y'all going to do what now? Yeah. No. no, no, no. Wife comes first. I- I happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty much every new player that signed with a kicker so far. I mean, how do you feel? Um, I mean, let's go on and talk about, like, how do you feel about preseason? How was everything there? Preseason, you? actually, and, and listening to the people that attended the preseason games, uh, preseason, 
brought a lot of anticipation, um, exciting anticipation for the season. The players are playing very fast. The ball is going from defense to attack very quickly, but not in a counter-attacking style, um, which is very exciting to watch. Um, a lot of these players have, have shown that they have very, very good individual ability. And I think Darren is doing a decent job of taking all of those pieces and putting them together for this system. Um, after the ODU game, um, I had a brief talk with him and he, he's not, he's not fully satisfied yet, yeah. which to me is a good sign. You know, he's not fully satisfied. He didn't tell me, oh yeah, we're doing pretty good. He said, we're not there yet. We're yeah. not quite there yet. And just the fact that he had, has the, <clears throat> the honesty to tell me that, to say that, to say that, look, what you saw today, that's not what I want. I want more. And I, that's, that's what the kickers need. I mean, that's what we need more. We need to get to that next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been talking about it. I think preseason was good. Uh, I think it's been a while since we had a positive preseason. Mm-hmm. I think the last two have been kind of like, eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they haven't been great. They haven't been bad, but they haven't been great. Yeah. Um, this one, I think I've heard a lot of the same themes coming out of kickers camp and from kickers fans of <clears> – <throat> People saying like, "Hey, I I see what the team is trying to do. I see them trying to press up the field more. You know, we kind of we still don't know who's going to be the starting eleven. If we had to guess, we had no idea. I mm-hmm. mean, we can kind of have a good idea now, but it was better to see the team um, sit further up the field, things like that. Um, apply more pressure. It wasn't the lethargic just passing the ball back and forth. Yeah. Kind of just possession for possession sake. Trying to play out of the backs up. It was more of once you get the ball go. <laughs> go. Yeah. Take advantage. Someone t- someone make a run. Someone pull someone out of position. Open up some space and let's get in there. Yeah. Um and we already kind of touched on how do we think the team's gonna perform this year. We both think it's gonna be a high press. Um I, there will be more goals scored, but all about how those goals are scored we don't know yet. Cause I think most of the concerns that I've heard from people about the kicker team that we've both been getting asked is, who's the striker? I mean, at, at this point, I think Stanley Alves is going to be our striker with Emiliano sitting right behind him. Um, yeah. When he's healthy, I can see Mwape being more of a right-wing type player. I mean, I'm still not sure what formation Darren is going for. Um, from what I saw of the preseason games, I'm still not quite sure exactly what he's trying to go for. But if he's going for your conventional 4-3-3, um, I would say, yeah, I would say Stanley up top and, and Emiliano playing the 10. Uh, playing the 10 behind him as the, the, the top of that midfield three. Um, I'd say maybe Mumbai as the 6 and... You know who we forgot that? Jonathan um, Bologna's. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we forgot all about him. Sorry, John. (laughs) I just thought about that. Yeah, I was like, that was another guy we saw out there. Yeah, he's another one of his. He was the one who made that pass in the game against ODU where that ball came to him. It literally took it off his chest and just put it into space. And he just. Midfielder, but I can see more attacking mid. Yeah, attacking mid or. 
Yeah, no, attacking mid. Yeah, I, see I would see him as an attacking mid, maybe going in for for Emiliano, um, occasionally, or if Darren wants to play with a front two, maybe have Emiliano and and Stanley as your front two, and him playing in behind. Maybe so. All um, right. Um, so realistic goals for certain players and the team. Realistic. We're not going to just go out and say, we're winning the championship, we're going undefeated. <laughs> no, we're not going that far. Um, so, what's yours? Um, You can give me two players, two players specific, realistic goals, and then team. Yeah, we'll do that like realistic that. goals, I can see Kyle Venter being a regular on team of the week. Okay. I can see him being a regular this season. Um... I don't know where his uh, fitness and health is now, but I can see some really nice balls coming. A lot of good balls coming in from Scott Thompson. Um, Scotty too hottie. Scotty too hottie. I mean, when he comes down that that side, that that wing, I know a lot of times he'll be playing more as a fullback. But, of course, I can see that we like the overlapping. Mm -hmm. Um. He can send in a deadly cross. He can send in a mean cross. Yeah. Um, we got to see one that you know front row. He did front row against ODU. This is a beautiful. He did one. see it in the mean one. <laughs> um, and what's your team one? The team I can see us easily. We can if this team continues the way they are. We can easily make playoffs. We can easily make playoffs. Top four definitely. Um. I never like to say we can win the league because, especially with playoffs, you never know what can happen in the playoffs because it's one and done. You win or go home. And throughout the season, if you win, if you lose a game, there's always the next game where you can get points from. But a playoff system. All right, so let me ask you this. Day, playoffs. Do you expect playoffs this year? or are you? I just... definitely expect playoffs this year. Okay. With the way the team is looking, I can see playoffs this year. Okay. All right, um, for me, <clears throat> my bad. I'm not coughing because I'm sick or anything. I just I haven't drank any water doing this podcast. We're going like an hour and a half in. <laughs> my throat's like, hey, dude, uh, <laughs> might need to get some water soon. Um, Player specific, Emiliano will prove the doubters wrong. I'm going for... Wait, wait, what do you mean the doubters? So there's some people out there, I'm not going to name them because, you know, eh, there's some people out there that think Emiliano is going to be bust material. They don't think he's going to live up to the hype. Hmm. Um, Have they been to any of the preseason games? No. <laughs> but for me, I expect a 10 to 15 year. I, for me, realistically, I, I, I think he will have 10 goals, 5 assists, and 2 of those goals will be goal of the week contenders. 2 of them I expect to be goal of the week. I can see that. He won't win. Because if Ford scores a tap-in, it's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm still pissed how Joey Gallardo's goal, the best goal, did not get in the goal of the year or goal of the week competition. But a tap-in It should have been goal. It should have definitely been <clears throat> in the conversation for goal of but the year. But a tap-in one. How, Sway? You <laughs> don't have the answer. It's not a way. <laughs> That still irritates me to this day. And I will go to the league office and petition that. 
There's no way. Um, my other place, uh, Pacific Gold, is Stanley Alves. Will not be with the Richmond Kickers next year because he will be with the USL Championship next team next year. I think, and this is just me, <laughs> he has really good ability. And if he gets clicking right and clicking good. We're not going to be able to hold on to him. Yeah, and I think not, we flip him big time. I, I think he's going to be this year's guy. Yeah, I think, I, I wouldn't even say guy. I can see, and, and not saying that he is like Pe- um, Ricardo Pepe. I'm not saying that. But what we saw in preseason, granted it's preseason. You know, we're all kind of hype. It's preseason. We haven't mm-hmm. in a while. We're all deprived. Mm-hmm. But for what we saw, I was like, yo, if he gets in the right situations, then Emiliano gets him on the end of those passes, and he gets in the end of those end of those crosses that's coming in the box. He had he's a fox in the box kind of striker. Yes, he is, and he could get a lot of goals just from that. And it yeah. would not surprise me if he has like a double digits goals. I don't really see a lot of assists from him. Yeah, no, not not really. Maybe one or two. Yeah. Um. But if, if he gets dragged out wide, he can put a cross in. Yeah. But but I think if he starts regularly, this is all dependent on if he starts regularly. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that if he starts regularly and he gets those goals, I think we'll flip him big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's, he's <coughs> one year one year and gone type yeah. of guy. Um. And team specific, I I expect a home home playoff game. I think that's what the whole premise of everything we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a failure to get into that sixth playoff spot. Well, mm-hmm. let me not say a failure because that sixth playoff spot can go one or two ways where you have that sixth spot is so locked up. Mm-hmm. It can happen that way. But I don't want to just squeak. I don't – let me – okay, now I got my thoughts straight. We can't squeak into the playoffs. Like, you okay. can't be – It's got to be a short thing. Yeah, I don't yes. want it to be – for this year to be a successful year to me – I don't want it to be a we got into the playoffs on the last day on goal differential. Yeah. <clears throat> I want it to be we got into the playoffs because of this. We knew by August that we were in the playoffs. Yeah. Or something. <clears throat> like or early September. My fault that I'm coughing so much. My throat is really dry. Um, so I think it's one of those things. And for me this year, um, I'm going to answer this question. Uh, what do you think the team identity will be? Like, what do you think we'll hang our hat on this year? I, to me, I think it will be def- defensive high pressure. Defensive high pressure, yeah. I think basically, that's that's basically what we're going to be looking like. Exciting, defensive high pressure, trying to score as many goals as possible. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the kickers. Yeah, and but and that's what that's what I feel that that's what the kickers need now, at this point in time. We need an exciting product. Um, I feel that with with the way things went last year, with how um, basically, I basically can say that every team in USL League One was kind of it was a new game for everybody, and it was sink or swim. Some some swam, some sunk, and. Yeah, I feel like we were that ship that was like, hey, we have a hole. Let's try to plug it. <laughs> but then someone was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's, let's try it. 
Let's let's try it without plugging the hole. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's 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 a really it would be a really good thing if we can come out high goal scoring team, um, a team that's gonna just you know we're gonna have a goal that's a contender of goal of the week every week, you know. And I think also like us having the ability to win games at home. Yeah. Um. And winning games, like, not just being okay. I think we are going to have those 1-0 games. I think we're going to have a lot of those this year. Yeah, we're going to have. I um, mean, this, this league is, is primed for that. But I think we – I think this team is better, more more balanced. I think there's more depth. Yeah. I don't think we're running to the issue where Ivan is our only defender yeah. at one point. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think we're running into that. Um, yeah, so with center backs, we've got we've got Aqua Shinosuke, Yeah, you got a few, got a few. and it's yeah. weird because we were even talking about like, where does Connor go now? Like, does because Connor doesn't start? I mean, Unless granted, that's kind of easier because now at the time of recording, uh, Connor was injured. Yeah, but it, it kind of lets we kind of now we're trying to figure out like all right, who goes here, who goes there. I think center back is the harder one to figure out. Striker yeah. kind of talks for himself. Midfield kind of talks for himself. Uh, left and white mid fullback kind of talk for himself. So, um, eh, well, I don't know about that because in terms of fullback, you've got well. Scott I mean, Thompson. we know who's going to be where. Yeah, like we, if you ask for our day one starters right now, I feel like me and you would at least have nine out of nine out of eleven. Nine out of eleven, the same. Yes, we might differ on like two. Maybe we'll put that on social media and see what people think. Oh, and by the way, I do feel that with Kyle being in there, I can see Akira again being a finalist for keeper of the keeper of the year. Oh, yeah, I can see Akira definitely being a finalist because uh, I think one of the biggest issues that caused him to 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 concede a lot of goals was the defensive presence in the box. Um, don't get me wrong, Akwe and Shinovsky did a fantastic job, but you can only ask so much of those two when we're getting bombarded. Yeah. You know? And and when crosses are coming in for, like, seven, eight, nine crosses in the span of, like, five minutes, they're going to let something slip. But I think now with, with the team set up the way it is, it's going to be hard to, to, to break us down, hard to beat us. And then when you have those odd, you know, fantastic shots, Akira is well. Akira always comes good for those. Yeah, so. true, 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 true. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for me. Um, we were going to do over under, but I think we'll save that for a later time because <laughs> I think right now we're both like reaching the peak of rambleness in the yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that being said, this episode of River City Ninety Three is brought to you by Roughnecks Cars and Icarus FC on. Um, we want to thank them for Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS and USL and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And, Shanair, Richmond Kickers got new jerseys, but you always like a new jersey, right? Yeah. Well, I got the perfect solution for you, my man. If you're tired of the same old uniform and cookie cutter templates, <coughs> Chattanooga Red Wolves, uh, from Nike and Adidas, look for unique and completely Custom kits for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team. <coughs> Chattanooga. 
Um, Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help design your new kit at IcarusFC.com. So, this is Elliot. This is Shanir. Um, like I said, Tuesday we have the interview with Ira Jersey coming out. We're also going to be doing um, some look backs in the classic kickers games since yes. we don't have new kickers games to watch <laughs> yeah. for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, let if, us know. Yeah, let us know. If Hit you have a kickers Twitter. game you want us to watch that you're like, yo, I want to hear, uh, we might possibly do a truck pod? Nah. We might have crack a beer doing a game or two. Yeah. With some hot wings. <laughs> we might do it. Um, let us know. We love interacting with you guys. As always, hit us up on the social medias at RiverCity93, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think Instagram, we're trying to crack 200. Twitter, we're trying to crack 400. Um, remember, like, share, and review. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And with that being said, keep us on the good side. And always wash your hands. Wash your butts.